Motorist Insurance Group and Brick Street Insurance have come together to create a better one-stop shop for agents and policyholders, encircling you with coverage at every step in life's journey. We are now in Cova Insurance. The Home Depot Days of Doing Bath and Kitchen event is going on now with everything you need to let the savings flow, like the Moen Genta 4-inch faucet in brushed nickel finish for just 99 bucks. It combines a contemporary modern design with a spot-resistant finish for a beautifully clean look in your bathroom. Today is the day for doing and stylish updates at the Home Depot Days of Doing Bath and Kitchen event going on now. The Home Depot. More saving. More doing. Offer valid October 5th while supplies last. The Masters is back. Stream all four days from Augusta and get every second of big swinging, glorious setting, career besting, water splashing, record breaking, tiger taming, Rory winning, maybe eagle making, green jacketing, golf glory you could ask for. Grab a Now TV Sky Sports Week Pass and watch all four days of the Masters for just 15 euro. Search Now TV today. Content streamed via the internet, full terms at nowtv.com. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. Now, we return to a man who is always outraged. That's an outrage. Here is Tony Bruno. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We did not get stuck in traffic. We made it here. Unfortunately, not a lot of other people did on this Wednesday as we are live at Comedy Sports in Philly. CSE Philly, the home of comedy sports. Inside the Adrian Theater at 2030 Sansom Street. Four months since we started the show here. We have a very special anniversary guest. Hello, I'm Tony Bruno. Thanks for all the folks who came by tonight. I just found out that 99% of the people here tonight are here because they walked. Because apparently there's been all kinds of major traffic accidents and road closures in and around the center city Philly area. A lot of people are tweeting us and contacting us, telling us that they just said, screw it, I'm going home. I was trying to get there tonight, but we're not going to make it. Tony Bruno, Miss Robin is here. Natalie Eganoff is here. Even Joe Corrado Joe couldn't Corrado make it. Joe Corrado couldn't make it. <laughs> but I believe he came up, he went to the Jersey Shore to do some real estate stuff today, and he couldn't get back. You know why? Because it was a beautiful day. That's why it was 75 yeah, he's, degrees. he's stuck on the beach with a drink in his hand. Exactly. exactly. Stuck. The weather's boring that crazy time of the year in a lot of places in the country. You go from 75 one day, and then you have the heat on the next. You get in your car, and you're turning the air conditioner on the next day, and then the heat's on in the house. Natalie is here. Uh, Natalie's usually up there with Luigi up in the God mic position. I, I am. This but, is an interesting perspective. What do you I think? I like it. I like it. You like it up there? Yeah, it's, I, it might get hot, though. I feel it does, the heat it does already. Get hot. It does yeah. get hot. And last week it was warm, and then it got cold and miserable, and it was snowing and cold and rainy and windy and miserable, and now it's nice again. So that's what happens. But anyway, we're going to have a fun show tonight because we mentioned one of our guests is back. He was here for our very first show here, and he dazzled the crowd, and he was appearing at the Franklin Institute for that weekend, which Correct. was the Thanksgiving weekend, and he sold out the place with his new tour called... He was so popular that they asked him back, yes. and he is now here for how many, how long? He's got an extended run yeah. now. Yeah. So he's going to be appearing like at the Franklin Institute. The show is called Think Again. He's a mentalist, he's a magician, he's a psychologist, he's a hypnosis, a hypnotist. He's an ist. He does like, everything. He's <laughs> an amazing, amazingly talented guy. He does a video blog every day. Every single day, he vlogs, he calls it, and he posted on his website, and you can go check him out. He's going to be here in a second. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about, Luigi. In fact, next week, we are going to take the show on the road. We will not be here next week. We'll be in Houston, Texas for the Final Four. How about that? That's going to be great. Not on Wednesday, though. Not on Wednesday. We'll be there Thursday and Friday. We are tra- Wednesday is a travel day. 
We will get there on Thursday. We are going to be at Nick's place well, in Houston. Don't, don't step on Dino. I'm oh, sorry. Let him sing a little bit. Everybody so we're going to be doing live podcast next Thursday night from a sports bar in Houston, Texas called Nick's Place. Not Nick Papa Giorgio. Not from Yuma. From He's Yuma. from Yuma, Arizona. We're going to Houston, Texas. He's in software. <laughs> I can't believe you and Natalie both immediately knew who Nick Papa Giorgio was. That's the hell you, who it's would not it's know? Vegas Vacation, man. I know it, but not everybody has seen Vegas Vacation, have they? Of course. I, 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 no one that I'm friends with should have not. Exactly. I don't, associate, I don't associate with people that haven't right. seen Vegas Vacation. Who, who don't know who Nick Papa Giorgio is. Well, this isn't is Nick Papa. This guy's actually a self-made, successful guy, not a guy who's defrauding casinos into letting him in underage. Oh, I don't know, man. He won four cars, dude. He could hire for himself. Tom. We're going to talk to Nick later on tonight. Yes, Nick's going to join us next hour from Houston. We're going to have a lot of fun. This is our now, first... We have, we have tons of fans out in Houston who are already excited about us coming out there. Uh, one of which is Bruno's Memory Loss. Yes, Bruno's memory loss on Twitter. That's right. People think Bruno's memory loss is a local guy. He's actually from... Or a real thing. No, well, there is a real thing. There, there is definitely a Bruno's Why memory loss. Why do you think loss. he named his Twitter handle Bruno's memory loss? Wasn't it? Didn't it start off because Schottenheimer... Yes, I would always, I, I would always get Marty Schottenheimer... And Mike Shanahan. And Mike Shanahan confused. So I would always call Mike Shanahan Marty Schottenheimer and Marty Schottenheimer Mike Shanahan. So that's when this guy came up with this handle, Bruno's memory loss. Is he is he related to Bruno's wedding ring? No, no, none of these no. people are related. They they're all just their all own random people that have started the Twitter. I would call basically. them uh, honor. Uh, they're, like, they're, they're like abstract. Yeah, they're not like yes. mocking accounts. They're not like no, you know, no, no. fake sports center. They're parents. They're, they're an homage. Yes. They are. They're an homage. It's, it's yeah. kind of flattering. Yeah. It's kind yeah. of flattering. You know you've people. made it when you have yeah, people when you, when making people there's recognize. So many of them. Yeah. There's uh, uh, Bruno's scooter. There's Bruno's memory loss. Cousin. I mean, it just goes on and on. It goes on and on and on. There's even a mama Bruno. Yeah, but she hasn't been active lately. No, she no. has not. No, she hasn't. That's because she's getting older. God bless. <laughs> Meanwhile, we got a lot of stuff. We got the NCAA tournament, which we're talking about. It's Final Four, but the Eastern Amazing. Regional Final is here in Philadelphia. I posted a picture of the floor at the Wells Fargo Center. The stench of the 76ers has left the city for a few days. <laughs> Thank God. And now they've got a beautiful new floor down. Did you see the floor at the Wells I, Fargo I Center? I saw the floor, and I also saw the ticket prices. Yes. Ooh, well, you know why the ticket prices are high? Because <laughs> these regional finals, the games will be Friday and Sunday here in Philly. Yeah. The other regions, the south where Villanova plays, that's Thursday and Saturday games. And then the Honda Center is also... Uh, Thursday and Saturday, but the Sweet 16, the East Regional here in Philadelphia, the Midwest in Chicago, those will be Friday and Sunday games. It's going to be great. And the games here in Philly will be Friday and Sunday as well. And the reason why the ticket prices are high, you've got Notre Dame here, right? Obviously a lot of fighting Irish fans. You've got uh, Wisconsin, whose coach is a Philly guy, right? Then you've got North Carolina, a number one seed, yeah. a very popular school. Well, everybody loves North Carolina. Everybody loves And then North the Indiana Carolina. Hoosiers. Jordan. So you've got four pretty prominent programs, and that's why the ticket prices go up. You've got you know, the one seed, the five seed, the six and seven, and the amazing thing is the two, three, and four seeds have all been eliminated. Yep. Yeah, it's But the crazy. fact that Notre Dame and Indiana are here, and especially uh, Wisconsin, you know, with Bo Ryan's family and the great uh, coach at Wisconsin's got a long tradition with Wisconsin basketball. So going to be a big weekend here. Yeah, Vegas made out. Yeah. Made oh, yeah, everybody's pool week. was destroyed. In fact, all the ESPN has a second chance pool now with the what? Sweet 16. Yeah, my pool, I, I got into the ESPN pool. It's the only one I did. So many people were wiped out because of Michigan State and all the two seeds and the three seeds all losing that there was no intact pool. There were people who had like Kansas and Carolina. Oh, my Final Four is still intact. If your Final Four is yeah. in step, but, but I'm talking about perfect brackets. No, the I ones, think... The million-dollar brackets and right. the ten... They can make it $100 million, and no one will ever have a perfect bracket. I think once Michigan State lost, I think they said only like 0.03% of perfect bracket, brackets still existed. Yeah, and they've that been wiped it. out. And, but then once Stephen F. Austin won, that was it. There was no more. Exactly. They were done. Because you, you, know, you had Utah lose, and you had West Virginia lose, and you had Seton Hall lose, and all the two seeds, two threes and fours, got wiped out. And so that's what happened. So now you see ESPN and a lot of other places have a Sweet 16 bracket only. So now you can get back into it and be in the Sweet 16 and make your picks online. 
to try to have something to root for yeah. now that we're down to the Sweet 16. Because otherwise they're going to be concerned that the uh, the, the viewership is going to go down. If nah, the viewership's not going to go no, down. No, people, people watch, but the but Robin's right, though. I mean, the main reason that the, the normal person watches is because they have their team still alive in Absolutely the bracket. Out. Nobody's got yeah. anybody left. No doubt about it. Last year had unbelievable, they had the highest ratings ever right. for the NCAA tournament. And I guarantee you, despite all the upsets, the ratings... For this weekend, with 13 first-round upsets, were pretty good. People are watching this stuff. Even until Sunday night when St. Joe's was playing Oregon. That was a must-watch game. That, that was, that that was, was a, a great, great basketball that game. Great the one game. thing, though, with all these Cinderella, well, I don't even Cinderella's, with all these lower seeds winning, like these 13s, 14s, and 15s, I think it hurts the sport more than anything else. Because more often than not, the next game they play, they get routed. Well, what was that team a couple years ago? Remember Liberty. Remember were in Florida? Yeah, Florida Atlantic. Florida Gulf Coast. Florida Go- Gulf Coast. Yeah. I mean, I remember that they were a shot in the dark. I, no one would have ever, ever, ever predicted them, and they made it so far. They were yeah. like, they, they were, were dunking on everyone. Yeah. Well, that's what's great about yeah. the NCAA tournament because it's a one and done. You yeah. better play well or you're done. Yeah, but look at Middle Tennessee. Middle Tennessee goes out there and, and knocks off Michigan State, who many people had in the Final Four, if not the, I winning, had them the whole, winning at all. Right, winning the whole thing. But then they go out and they get their doors blown off by Syracuse in the next game. What I'm saying is that some of these, these higher ranked teams, these 13, 14, 15s, if you get too many of them winning, it really weakens the tournament. It cheapens the tournament because, like, more often than not, in the second-round game, they get their doors blown off. Yeah, but look at – look at you got an 11-10 and 10 matchup right in the Midwest in Chicago. you got Gonzaga and Syracuse. An 11 yeah, but seed against Gonzaga, was, Gonzaga was kind of misseeded. They, they should have been a little bit higher. The only reason, Syracuse really had an easy entry in. Right, but they shouldn't even have been in. Well, they're in, and now right, they've they got advantage in, but then, of it. Right, but then they played Middle Tennessee and smoked them by 20. What I'm saying is, is that – it's, That's it's, why it's a field of 64. That's why it's the best tournament out there, I believe. Right. It's just like the college football thing. Even though it's a stupid playoff system, you've got to win the game. You've got to win a couple of games, and you win it all. And so college basketball does it right. You know what? If you're not good enough, if you're not playing, you're not good enough to beat a – if you're a 15 seed and you beat a 2 seed, too bad for the 15 seed. You've got to no, be ready to play every single night. I don't mind seeing the 13 or 14 seed win every now and again. Like, it's, it's, it's good. It is good. But more often than not, they don't make a run. You're, you're, I mean, Liberty comes up, like, like, like Natalie said, Florida Gulf Coast, a uh, team like Liberty, who knocks off. Remember uh, Liberty? It was 15 seed beat Duke. Yep. Um, you know, and they went on a nice little run. Uh, George Mason goes on a run. One, one team, it's okay. But when you have three, four, five teams in a tournament doing that, it sucks for but the there's tournament. No, but we're in the Sweet 16, and the lowest seed is an 11. So you got an 11 and a 10. Those are the, those are the best survivors, and they're two teams that were fortunate in their bracket to play teams that they beat. Right, That's how it works. But don't you think the tournament would have been better? No. With, absolutely with, not. With Michigan State still alive to play in Iowa State? I mean, that's, you expect that competition to advance, but that's also what makes it so exciting is that they, that they don't make Would it, it have been better if Northern Iowa had not blown a 14-point lead in the last minute? No, no, I agree with these <laughs> teams being in it. I'm just saying too many of them. Well, there aren't too many of them. Hurts the tournament. I don't think there are too many of them. That's just my opinion. Well. But we'll be in Houston. We'll discuss it next week. Meanwhile, the NFL, a lot of stuff going on. Did you see the uh, changes in the rules? Automatic ejection now for a player who gets two personal fouls in the game. So that's new. Unsportsmanlike conduct. I actually like that. And the touchback is going to move to the 25 instead of the 20. What? So next year, yeah, when a ball's kicked into the end zone and a player kneels down for a touchback, it will no longer go out to the 20. It goes out to the 25. So what does that say to you? They want more runbacks, right? Exactly. But, but they didn't want more runbacks because they didn't want guys getting hurt. That's, right, but now yeah, that's, what I, that's what I find interesting about yes. that rule is they're trying to make it safer, and, and then they do something like that. Because people got upset about the fact that every time the ball was kicked off, it was just going right to the back of the end zone, yep. right. and that was it. So now they're just trying to entice people to bring the ball out more. Because exactly. no, now they were worried about too much hitting, and now they're losing too much action. That's the problem. They're not seeing any. They're not seeing any returns. The only time you see a return is if somebody gets daring and wants to take it out from the back of the end zone. Exactly. Like and Darren Sproles. Like yeah, Darren Sproles. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, we got a lot of stuff. The NFL's so the touchback that changed today. The chop block's been abolished, so defensive players are going to be happy. Offensive linemen won't be allowed to do any kind of chop blocks next season. That's Actually, huge. this is only a one-year experiment with all these rule changes. And so that's the latest. And Hard Knocks is going to be the L.A. Rams this summer. Oh. The very first ever NFC West team to be on Hard Knocks. And uh, the Rams are also going to have to play because their, their new stadium in L.A. doesn't open until 2019. They're going to play road, uh, the home games in London 
in 2016 and 2017, and now they're going to play a game in China in 2018 as one of their home games. Oh, because, man. Because they don't have really a home. They're going to be playing That's in the insane. Coliseum in that L.A. That is insane, going back and forth and back and forth. It's only one time a year. Rob. How's that fair to the other team, though? How is it? That, that's, is? That's, that's, a, that's a lot of no. travel, man. Okay, so Both teams have to go to those teams, by the way. The Rams lose a home game by playing these games overseas. And since they're a new team going back to Los Angeles, they figured, and they don't have a stadium to play in for three years, they figured the Rams would be the, the team that they should. Because the other teams, don't, the Cowboys don't want to go play in London. You know, nobody wants to give up a home date if you're a really good team and right. you sell tickets at home. So the Rams, hey, well, you want to move to Los Angeles? Why should Angeles? you have a choice to say no? I mean, shouldn't it just be like a lottery? No, they don't do it that way. But they should, though. Why? Because it's not because you said, like, Dallas says, well, I don't want to play in London. Said, okay, you don't have to play in London. Why should you have to just go to the crappiest teams? I don't know. I'm not the commissioner. I mean, New England went there. <laughs> New England went there. The Buffalo Bills have gone there. A lot of teams go there. There's a rotation, but apparently the Rams and a couple of other teams were in the mix. And the fact that the Rams, again, do not play at a new stadium in Los Angeles until 2019, they said, all right, you know what? Uh, you don't have to worry about selling out one game in L.A. next year. You're going to play in London. We'll sell tickets because the people there don't care. They think it's a football game. They go to Wembley Stadium, and they realize it's an NFL it's game. An NFL and they drink game. and get drunk anyway, and they don't have to riot or, or beat anybody up because they don't really care. Because it's, it's not a premier game. You know, it's that, not a premier league game. Yeah, premier what league is, game. <laughs> what is that transition going to be like for those uh, fans? Well, it's interesting because there's still – L.A. Ram fans yeah. from back in the day. So when they actually changed names, when was that? 1994 was when they went to St. Louis? Yeah. The Rams yeah. and the Raiders both left at the same time. So L.A. went from having two football teams to, to none. none. Right. And now they, the Rams go back to Los Angeles where they have a lot of fans. There's a lot of Rams fans so in Los Angeles. I remember the, when they announced that you know, L.A. was getting the team back, I tweeted out and I said something like, oh, that sounds strange. And people were so angry with me. I was six. When they left right. L.A. My dad, my dad, who is in his, he's 80, he used to be an L.A. Rams fan I mean, when he was their fans up. seem pretty I remember hard. when the Rams, I, I went to the Super Bowl, it was one of my first Super Bowls, when the Rams played the Pittsburgh Steelers. It was Vince Farragamo was the quarterback for the Los Angeles Rams, and Terry Bradshaw was the quarterback for the Pittsburgh wow. Steelers. <laughs> so the L.A. Rams to me, doesn't, St. Louis Rams always sounded weird to right. me. Right, but I mean, for the, like, the younger generation, for people my age, I mean, I'm 27, it's just, it, it does, it sounds yeah. different, and I can't imagine what that must be like. Like for the St. Louis fans. You well, know? the St. Louis football Cardinal fans. I mean, they're in Arizona. Yeah. They moved from St. Louis to, to Arizona and became the Arizona Cardinals. So Colts, a lot of teams have moved around. To me, I don't really have a problem with... I, I mean, the owner is a dirtbag, the owner of the Rams. <laughs> right. Stan he just Kroenke. threw it in there. He's exactly. like, take them. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Let's, we got you up to date on what's going on. In the meantime... Be that's more sports on this we show that we've talked in like <laughs> three months combined. Seriously. I know, because Luigi's going off on the Final Four. Right? I know. Before I looted. I've got an opinion, man. Before we move on, though, we need to uh, we have a sad goodbye to Tony's niece, uh, Don Khaleesi Sisto, passed away unexpectedly yesterday, and I thought it would be nice to have a drink in her honor. She um, was one of those amazing, amazing women. She would have been 40 today, um, and she has suffered from cancer for many, many, many years. She had a rare form of soft tissue carcinoma that... Um, when she was 28, she was diagnosed with breast cancer and had a double mastectomy. And then she was fine for many, many years. Everybody, she'd almost gotten clean bill of health. And then all of a sudden they found a cancer on her lung. She had a lung removed. And then a year later, she had part of her liver removed. And she has been free and clear for over a year. We saw her for Christmas. She, she looks, looks phenomenal. Fantastic. Went through all the chemo. And then suddenly she went in for a checkup and they found a tumor on her heart, and it grew quickly, and they went in and operated on Friday, and then unfortunately, because of all the, I mean, her body's been ravaged, to lose a lung, and to lose breast, and to lose part of your liver, and then to lose part of your heart, and try to survive, and she fought valiantly until the day before she turned 40. What an amazing, amazing woman. She had a massive woman. heart attack, and passed away, and I mean, nobody expected it, because she's survived everything else. I mean, yeah. I think we all kind of figured that she was the superwoman, because that's the way she acted, that's and, and unfortunately, um, we lost a fantastic woman. But um, I have poured out, I kind of have picture her having a drink, drink on a tropical island somewhere. And so in her honor, um, I brought this rum uh, from St. Martin. And um, we're going to toast uh, 
Toast Dawn, to Dawn. Dawn Khaleesi's sister. Rest in peace, darling. We miss you. And so that, well, that's sad. No, we don't like to do any sad stuff on the show, but we had to do that for, for, for Dawn. And, you know, we've lost a couple of people today. Fife Dog from Tribe Call Quest, dead at the age of 45. Fife, we saw that today. Ken Howard, the white shadow from television, who played, he was in so many other shows. He was yeah. actually the president of SAG after the union for all the entertainers. In a lot of shows, he was in Wedding Ringers. I don't know. Who uh, that he's is. been in a million oh, shows. He was great. Ken Howard, The White Shadow, was one of probably the best television basketball yep. related show ever. Well, there's only like what two of them. No, I've been. I'm telling you, you look up White <laughs> no, Shadow. Like watch some of the old episodes. They were fantastic. I mean, it had everything that you could possibly think of. He played an NBA former NBA yeah. player who turned coach in the inner city. White guy who coached a bunch of uh, minority kids. Great show. A lot of kids loved it back in the late 70s, early 80s. And Ken Howard. Add that to my list of yes, reading for you tonight. Gotta, you gotta, you and gotta then, look uh, it and up. Then yeah, Joe that Garris, and furries. <laughs> and Joe Garagiola, who was a Hall of Fame broadcaster. He was a catcher for the St. Louis Cardinals for many years. He was in the Hall of Fame. He was on the Today Show. He was broadcasting for 50 years. And I remember when Joe Garagiola was on NBC... Uh, back in the day when they had all the baseball games, and Joe Garagiola and Tony Kubek were the two guys who did the games on NBC on the network, and he retired to Arizona, and he was doing the Diamondbacks games for years. He just actually retired two years ago from broadcasting. He was doing the local games wow. for the Arizona Diamondbacks, mm-hmm. and he passed away at the age of 90 today. So a long, amazing life for Joe Garagiola, uh, and his son Steve is a, is a television sports guy in uh, Detroit on the Channel 4 there and uh, did a nice message. But he did a lot of stuff for charity and a great, great guy. Joe Gary. He also did the Westminster Kennel Club dog show for years. Love a dog show. Yeah, Joe Gary Joel was on the dog show many, many years. And then he left that. <laughs> Thank you. How do you get into that? Is that Hillary Clinton? Or is that yeah, it was Hillary. Do I can't know. tell when they play that Hillary Clinton barking, whether it's that? Hillary Clinton or... No, ferries don't go to that. Do ferries do not go No, they don't pick up at the Westminster. Do ferries don't go to the dog show? No. They go to the mall. No. They go to the mall. We do know a lot of they flea go to, markets, swap meets. We do know they go to Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's the national convention. We may have to do a to podcast from there. I'm not doing a podcast. <laughs> We're go, we got to go to we a furry should. convention we should, we should go to a furry convention. I, I need to see this, kind of. Maybe. You look it up online. It's interesting, though, I, because you're, you kinda ha- you're trying to wrap your brain around it. But, you know, there, there's different fetishes of everything. If it has to do with sex... There is a fetish for it. I'm but this, but these people, people you'll see them. This isn't like some right. secret dungeon club. No, right. no, no. I mean, you'll see them in hotels and lobbies and stuff when they have conventions. The whole, whole hotel is full of people walking around. We did a story on around. it about, I, on the Into the Night show because a football team was scheduled in the same hotel as the furry convention, and they mentioned something about it. Yeah, it was an it. NFL yeah. team. Yeah, it was an and NFL I think team. And I think the Steelers were playing at home. And a, another team went to Pittsburgh, and it was the weekend of the furry convention. And they put them so up the in the same hotel. So the visiting team was, was in the same hotel where the furries were. That is great. Yeah. So like That's all, great. All the team members, like, um, and They're it like, was all over social media. They were taking pictures. I just wonder how you choose your, like, the animal. It's just based off of, You have to do some like, research well, on this. This is your you project. If you were a furry, okay. what would you be? Yes. A manatee. Let's see it. Feel a manatee? A manatee? That would be hard to get around. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of <laughs> tough. I don't think they have aquatic <laughs> ones. They have to actually be... They can't be like fish. Sure, they can. No, no, no. no. It, you could be whatever fairy you want. No, no fairies got to be chipmunk, squirrel, exactly. Uh, something like a, a bear, four legged animal. Yeah. No, you yeah. can do it if you, you f- identify as whatever <laughs> you identify as. I'm sure that there is a costume. I, I got to go home and study up on it. It's got to have fur. No, actually, yes, no. it does. That's why they're called furry. Yes, Robin. it does. Well, that's how it originally started. Don't ask me how started. I know. Yeah, I was going to say. Hey, how do you know, Luigi? I bet you I've been a... to the mall. <laughs> I bet you there's a fairy manatee somewhere. No, I bet you there's not. I, I will bet you there's not. All right, well, I got a few minutes no to kill No fairy internet, dolphins, so. no fairy anything. Yeah, there's no fairy dolphins. I'll tell you who's not a furry. Is Max Major. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's great to have him back in Philly. Now he's here for an extended run. His show was so successful at the Franklin Institute... DC's he's won Entertainer of the Year. He's won all these great awards. Three times Washington, Three times in Washington, D.C., where he lives. He's a mentalist. He's called the Mystifying Mentalist. Max Major, ladies and gentlemen, back here in the house. How are you, man? I'm going to get him plugged in here. See, he can't do that telepathically. No. Or uh, mentally. Or, or hypnotically. Or anything else. How are you, Unfortunately, man? Unfortunately, it has to be done manually. Robin, are you touching his body or are you just trying to... Snap it on. I just wanted an excuse to touch him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Cow. <laughs> so you're back in town, and this back time town. for a long run now. You're going to be like the house uh, mentalist at the Franklin Institute, right? Yeah, last time I saw you was uh, at the end of the last janitor. year, and we just had a single weekend of shows, and it was so successful that the Franklin Institute actually invited me back to do a three-month run. Oh, wow. Uh, here at the museum. So from now, essentially this weekend, we're kicking it off, and it runs all the way through May. So I'm really pumped. This is going to be my home for the next couple of months. Oh, that's great. And are it's they a great putting place. you, a, like, are you here the entire week long? Or I, I come and go, because okay. I'm still doing performances all across the country for corporate events right. and things like that. So D.C. is still my home, and I'll just come in on the weekends, uh, spend so some cool. time here. Yeah. So the first three shows are the, uh, tomorrow, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, yeah. March 24th, 25th, and 26th. Yep. Then you come back in April, right? Yep. So you're going to do like like three May. or four day runs here in Philly and then go and do your other stuff and primarily Thursday, Friday, Saturday shows, right? Yeah, yeah. We're looking at most of the weekends from now until uh, the end of May. So really pumped. I love coming up here too. Yeah, it's a great time. And the weather's finally nice. The last time you were here was the night before Thanksgiving when we did our show. Oh, yeah. And we had the live turkey Party out turkey. here. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a crazy show. And you dazzled us. Now, tonight, now, when we, the last time you were here, we got to talk to you for a couple of minutes before the show. Natalie wasn't here then. Mm-hmm. That, that now, was have you the met only Natalie? show that I missed. The, thanks, well, the pre-Thanksgiving show. Yeah. Yes. And Max came in here, and he just dazzled the world. Now, you're not going to eat a light bulb tonight, though, are you? No. Okay. Because no. you did that. You ate a light bulb on the show. I did. And, and people, and then I tried to eat the light bulb. Remember? When you, <laughs> you thought about it. Everybody it was, the I got about was genuinely sport. nervous. Yeah. I was genuinely nervous. I actually tried to eat a new light bulb the other day, but it was luckily it was one of those LED ones. You don't do that. Yeah, so it was <laughs> so it was just really plastic. It wasn't glass because the, the casing is not glass on the new LED bulbs. You're you know still that? working on this. Yes, yeah, so I got to get it down. Uh, okay. Where I can duplicate what Max Major <laughs> does by eating a light bulb. I got to have something on my resume other than stupid sports talk radio uh, host, <laughs> right? So now, what? So you got. The, the tour is the same tour, right? It's called Think Again. Yeah. But you always add new stuff, right? Yeah, the show's always changing. I mean, uh, I'm constantly experimenting. And so as a mentalist, if you don't know what mentalism is and you're listening, it's a mixture of body language, psychology, hypnosis, suggestion, magic. Uh, in a way, it's about knowing what people are thinking and reading people. And so each night on stage, the show is really an experiment. You know, I'm working with real people, and we can't predict the answers they're going to give, just like with you guys. We didn't discuss anything beforehand. I didn't tell you what was going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. And so I have to respond in real time to the signals that people are giving me. And so that's what makes a show like this so much fun for me as a performer, but also a lot of fun for the audience, is because we literally we have no idea what direction things are going to go. And so each night I learn new things. I go back. I think about about it. I tweak the show. You know, I post challenges to myself. Uh, you know, it's, it's constantly changing. And because of it, the, the nature of the show, it's relying on the answers that people give. And so it's different every night simply because you, you can't predict what someone's going to say or do. And that's what's great. People show up, they pay for tickets, they come down, they sit down, and they have no idea what's going to happen. And then yeah. you, for the most part, don't know what's going to happen with the people, right? You know what you want to do. Yeah. But as far as having you don't have plants. You don't have Yeah, people. I don't know who's going to be in exactly. the room. Yeah, and everyone's chosen at random. So, yeah. That's pretty cool. So tell us some of the stuff. Now, what are you going to do tonight for us here to dazzle the folks? Yeah, so let's try, uh, let's try this out. Let's imagine that the four of us were playing a, a little poker game. Okay. Okay, so you have to put your poker faces on. Pie gal or like, three cards. Yeah. Strip poker. Hold we're we'll say hold strip poker. Texas hold Strip poker. Yeah, strip poker. Okay, okay. we're doing strip poker. You don't play pie gal fold, poker. No. I've never I play, played I play pie gal. I don't even understand. You can't pie. lose at no. pie gal. You can play for 20 hours and be That's up or down $3. Pie gal. It's not a rush. You can't lose at gal poker? That's what's so great about it. You can sit down and play forever. I I don't think I've ever Pie gal sucks. Is it like cherry or chocolate? I don't know. You can't lose. No, Natalie, if you want to go just sit down in a semicircle and have fun and get drunk for all night long with $9, play pie gal poker. All okay. right. That's well, it. So we're no, not playing pie gal. That's where Natalie is. That's, that's yeah, her we're thing. Not playing. Yes. Not playing. I, th- I think Max had more like a, like a Texas Hold'em kind of thing okay. going. Okay. Now, he was fine with the strip poker. Yeah. That'll work. Okay. Okay. So imagine that the four of us sat down for a little game of cards. Okay. Okay. And uh, I took out the cards, and I started mixing them up. And this is just happening in your head. I don't have anything in my hands, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And I started dealing the cards around the table. So just right now, imagine that a card comes to you. I'm going to deal you a card. And in your head, literally, just think of a random card. Okay? Don't say anything out loud, but just Did get one Did you just get one in Luigi up there? got one as well. Okay. 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 Not the ace of spades. That'd be a little too obvious. Okay. All right. Get a random card in mind. Okay. And then put your poker face on. Ready? Like my Lady Gaga poker yeah, face? That works for okay. me. <laughs> yeah. Let me see. Okay, she's ready. 
All right, everybody's ready. Here we go. Tony, look at me. Imagine you could see your card here, just floating in midair. Mm -hmm. And imagine the way that it looks, the way that it's laid out. In the corner here, picture the number or the letter. Mm -hmm. And in the middle, that club, heart, spade, or diamond. See it in your mind the way that it looks. Good. Robin, I got something else for you. I'll try this with you. Imagine your card here, Natalie. <laughs> Always, Robin. Picture the number in the corner. Imagine the way it's laid out. Good. You actually play cards? Mm -hmm. You do? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, I have a deck of cards it's here. It's so funny, she's trying not to smile. I'm going to pull one card out. Before you guys say anything, I really will commit to one card. Okay. Okay? You can't change your mind, though. I'm going to turn this over, and we're going to leave this right here on the table upside down. Okay? Mm -hmm. If that one card that I just turned over and placed down there is the card inside of your head, would that be pretty interesting? Yes, it would. It would? Well, in the spirit of poker... All right, we're not taking our clothes off, but uh, Robin, I will put a little money on the line. All right, if I miss this, you guys split my cash, or I'll donate it to the uh, the you prize. Donate the prize box. All right, there's okay. over there's six hundred dollars in that box, approximately. All right, it's about to be like three more. <laughs> three hundred, three dollars. Okay. <laughs> Tony, for the first time, what was the card you thought of? Say it out loud. Seven of spades. Seven of spades. Straight away, seven of spades. Yes. And what was yours? Queen of hearts. Queen of hearts. I said I'd get back to yours, but seven of spades. Yeah. Look, I'm going to do this very slowly. I'm going to go through here. You're going to see that there's just the one card. All right? Facing the opposite direction of every other card you see at first. See it right there? Mm -hmm. It's the only one. It's not like I turned over 20 cards. Yeah? Yeah. Tony, yeah. what is the card that I turned over? Check it out. Oh. Are you serious? <laughs> Seven of spades. Damn. There it is. What the? I How know. How did he do that? He's a witch, man. He's he a witch. We already determined this last time. <laughs> Although I think technically the term is warlock for now. Man. Okay, we did not work. I didn't talk to Max. He came in no, here right he before the late. show. No, he was late. He was late because of the traffic. There was no chance to even say hi beforehand. Yeah, you know, last time I was on the show, a lot of people said, uh, "Oh, we must have discussed something. We must have well, set it didn't. up." And it no. wasn't set up. But this time, to be clear, I didn't ask any of you to play nope. along. Nope. I didn't ask you to, to make decisions before we went on the air. This is all happening right now for the first time. Yes. So it's very important because, uh, Natalie, I asked you to think of a card as well. And before you ever named your card out loud, I set my wallet down on the table. Now, be honest, Tony. I haven't touched that wallet since she said Queen of Hearts. That yet. is correct. That yeah, is because correct. inside of here, I, I actually have a lucky card. Are you? Yeah, inside the wallet. Look, I'll show you. There's one card. It's not just any card. What is it, Natalie? Say it out loud. <laughs> 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 it's the Queen of Hearts. <laughs> Is that unbelievable or what? That's, cr that's killer. That is crazy. That is crazy. Who, ca who carries a queen of hearts in her wallet? <laughs> that's just See, I, of course I have a lucky card. Exactly. Edition, right? So you, you look you up in the dictionary there, the about mentalist, and in it it says something about this thing about how they, they take bodily cues and they pick up on facial expressions. There is absolutely no facial expression or body cue that she could have made or Tony could have exactly. made. Exactly. Forget moment. about knowing the card. Knowing the card is one thing. Knowing the card and having it be the only card face down, everything else is faced up. Or in his or, wallet. Or have the one card in the wallet. That's the part that is beyond bizarre. Wait, that's so crazy. Right? Because, you know, I've that seen a million choice, card tricks. Yeah. yeah. That was your choice? Yeah. The free choice? That's sort of the question, right? When something like that happens, when undeniably the wallet is sitting there in front of you and it's the only card inside, it makes you wonder, was that your decision or was it my decision? Part of what I do in the show, on the one hand, is about reading people, and that's what you and I just did, Tony. Right. It's a way that I can look at you and I can get a sense about maybe your personality a little bit leads into it. Uh, but the other thing that I do is uh, involves suggestion, and that's where I try to plant an idea in someone's head in a way that feels like their own. And so, at any given time you need in the to show, teach me how to do that. Me yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> do not give women this power, Max. Do not do that. <laughs> Oh my that. <laughs> yes. Because it's obvious you had the Queen of Hearts in your wallet yeah. before the trick started. Yeah. And so Natalie didn't know. One and only, right? Yeah. Right? So she, she had to, you had to give her some sort of telepathic message that it was the Queen of Hearts, right? Well, it's not telepathic. You know, nothing I do is supernatural. It's all based on uh, a learned skill set. And so I'm I not use. buying it. It's yeah. supernatural. Yeah. Okay. Well. All right. Yeah, it's supernatural. If I could read your mind, I'd tell you I couldn't, right? That would be <laughs> well, was the old, wasn't there a song, If You Could Read My Mind? If I Could Read Your Mind? 
No, if you could read my mind, I'd slap your face. Something like that. <laughs> no. <laughs> that was the old song. That's not how it goes, Tony. That's I'm a real simple. question. I mean, if you could know what everyone was thinking all the time, Robin, would you want that? No. Would that be a, a gift Actually, or would that, that be would a not, curse? Actually, that would not. No, I, if, if, I could, if, if that were possible, I wouldn't want it all the time because there's sometimes you really don't want to know what somebody's right. thinking. No, yeah. I always want to know what somebody's thinking. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. No, I think... Don't I, you always I, want no. to know? No. No, I think the beauty of life is not knowing, man. But I, I do. Know, then you're I not, then like you know when somebody's lying to you before they lie to you. So what? That's up for you to figure out later on, man. No, it's impossible to figure out what some people lie. <laughs> sure it is. If some I tell you, if I tell you to loan me five hours, I'm going to pay you back, and I don't pay you back. I lied to you. <laughs> so Natalie, yeah, you guys, you now, Natalie to... didn't know. She'd never seen you before. I, nope. I, when I got here tonight, I sat down right there, and I said, what, can, what is a mentalist? Right. Yeah. Yes. I said here that when I got here. Here we are. Yeah, so mentalism is really, it's about the mind and my understanding of the mind. But the other thing that I'm fascinated with is, is the body. It's sort of this question of sort of where are the limits of our capabilities, both sort of mentally but also physically. And so last time I was on the show, we were joking around about, you know, I ate a light bulb and you tried to eat a piece of glass, which I and advised I against and Robin advised against. Uh, so this time I wanted to try something else uh, along those lines. Eat a Sharpie? So, a Sharpie. Eat a Sharpie. Okay. It's a, a little really less intimidating. This is a little less intimidating than, uh, than a light bulb. I'm not gonna, you're not going to pull that out of your eyeball, are you? No. Oh, okay. No, no. So I've got. Because I was a, jokingly uh, saying before the show, you know, the we're talking about eating light bulbs. Yeah. I said that didn't really bother me because you obviously have to know how to chew it. But when I see like people pull like strings, yeah, right out of their was, eyeballs, or like stuff. squirt milk out of their eye, or yeah, 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 that's the kind of stuff. Spaghetti that's, out of their nose. Yeah. Or, I do that on that. Yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't do that. Would I? Uh, here, do me a favor, Natalie. I've got a little spool of thread here. Yeah, you do. Um, just that's pull like off the like industrial a of, strength um, stuff. You might have to snap it if you can't snap it all. I'll uh, do it. Okay, very nice. How's that? That'll do. Alrighty. That'll do. Not that hungry, so this should be enough. Here we go. All right. I'll wrap this up a little bit. Tony, you can just describe the people that okay. are listening what's So he just put this piece of white, uh, th- cotton thread. It's not cotton. Oh, wait, wait, it's like, it's give like me the, sewing thread. Give me thread. the spool thing. Uh-huh. It's thread. Okay, it's yeah, white thread. It's about exactly what kind of thread it is. eight inches long, and now he is starting to uh, fish it into his mouth it's little by little. Thread. It's quilting thread. thread. So now he's, he's got most of it in now, and it's just sticking out of his mouth, and he's inhaling, as you can hear. And what the hell's going on? He's out inhaling here? it, and now, oh, oh no, he's doing oh, it. Oh, no, 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 no. He is pulling it out of his eye. Oh, are you kidding me? No, no. No, Tony, don't no, you dare, no. Tony, no. Can I see your hand? Yes. Tony, Tony, no, ew. Pull it, Tony. Dude. Oh no, he's doing, he's pulling it out of his eye. Oh, you can see like his eye moisture on it. You can see oh, it. Oh no. I said I didn't want oh, it's wet. Um, and it's wet. It's wet. It should be. It was just in his eye. Ew. Yeah. Well, at least he doesn't have a dry eye. We know yeah, that. Exactly. <laughs> That's clarity and clear right there, brother. I think they make eye drops for It's, that it's amazing. I just said that's one of the things I don't like seeing, and you just did it, but it's still yeah. amazing. In the spirit of the light bulb, you want to try? Uh, no. Okay, all right. <laughs> I thought you were going to inhale it and then pull it through your nose. <coughs> yeah. You know, because you can do that with water, right? You've done that, right? When you do the, uh, no. the neti pot, and you do it when you try to... Like, when I work in dusty you environments... When I work in a dusty environment, Everybody my mom. The audience out. is like freaking out. And you get one of those bottles with the salt water in it, yeah. and you squeeze yes. it up through your nostrils so you can blow out all the nasty stuff, right? Yeah, it's kind of like yeah. that. Except it doesn't come out your eye. Yeah, it's like flossing. Real, real mentalists the... pull strings out of their eyes. Yeah. Yes. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I know. But you know, all the sinuses are connected. <laughs> That's correct. So. Well, your eyeball's not connected. Oh, anyway. yeah. On tear ducts, your yeah. ears. Yeah. They are? Yeah. yeah. It's all one How come thing? I can't ever get, like, a little speck out of my yeah, eye? Exactly. Uh, <laughs> you can get a foot-long piece of thread out of your eye. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to get eye boogies for a week over here. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's over here pulling string. Uh, Listen, I pulled shows out of my butt before, but never a piece just of like string. Just like tonight, basically. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Thank you, oh, thank man. you very much. I will oh, not man. be appearing at the Franklin Institute. No, you will not. With oh, Max Major, so the shows man. are coming. So, so now that you're like the you're here, what do you would you call this a residency? I guess yeah, it's months? a residency for the next three months. So, how do people get tickets? Because you get now you can go and you don't have the limit of just three shows. Yeah, you can go order tickets for now. So, this yeah, weekend, if people are listening April, anywhere May. in the the world right now, they can go to maxmajor.net. There's a full list of all of my shows, including the shows here in Philadelphia, and you can just click right through to go over to the Franklin's website. So that's the easiest thing. Yeah. Franklin Institute is a great place, too. I finally took Robin there a couple of years ago after we yeah. moved here. What a great place. Yeah, and they you have, know, the, they have the, a, the IMAX theater in there. It's phenomenal.
channel. They have an entire exhibit on the brain, actually, which is what's got me so excited about this partnership. And so for me, someone who's fascinated by the brain, this is like the perfect partnership. Um, it, on that note, actually, I'd love to try something, uh -oh. maybe one last thing with Robin. Can we try uh, Yes, okay. yes, try we can. Out? So I've got a couple of uh, magazines here. I'm going to hand these over to Robin. Are they all Times? Yeah. And just based I didn't know on the Time cover, was still published. They're one of the few <laughs> magazines still publishing, right? Because Newsweek's just based gone. Based on the cover, Robin, I want you to make your decision on which one you want to use. It can be at random, or it can be something that appeals to you about the cover. Uh, and then just hand the other two back to me. It's up to you. I hand the other two. Yeah. So just pick one that you like, okay. and then hand uh, the rest of them back. To me. Okay. So uh, I'll show you what I want you to do here. I want you to face me a bit and uh, flip through your magazine and settle on an article. Uh, but do me a favor, Robin, something like this, like a big picture or a car advertisement, that wouldn't work. Okay. So just an article with a bunch of paragraphs in front of you. Once you have that, just sort of hold it stretched out between your hands like this. I don't really care what the article is about. You just need a lot of words in front of you. That's what I'm trying to get at here. So uh, once you're ready, Robin, just hold it open, but hold it up towards you so I can't see what's on your side of the magazine. Is that fair? That would be the other way, Robin, yeah, yeah, so yeah. he can't I, see. I, just give me a second, for God's sake. Okay. It has to speak to me. I can see what you're reading. He can see what you're reading. Okay. What you're making it exact. You're making this too easy. There we go. Hold it like this. Now hold it. You can never be an assistant. That's perfect. Now look at me for a second. <laughs> Robin. She would make me mental if she were my assistant. <laughs> but she already is, and she does. <laughs> you have, look at me. Yes. You have more than a few words in front of you. More okay. than a few words. In just a second, I'm going to ask you, Robin, to scan down between those two pages you've opened to, and just think of one word from the article. But do me a favor. Mike, make it a nice big word. Uh, seven, eight letters, something we're going for like that, just to make it interesting. Okay. Scan through with your eyes. Don't say the word out loud, but when you've got a good one, just say, got it. Got it. Okay, close the magazine. Don't hold your finger on the page or anything where I could guess where you were looking. Okay. Is that fair? Yes, And I you can. can just drop the magazine down on the table there. Okay. Now, to be fair, even if I were seated behind you and there is no one behind you, it'd be impossible to know where on that page you were looking. Right, because you didn't, I didn't point, point at the word. It, yeah. Literally, just with your eyes, you picked out a I single word. I barely glanced at it. Yeah, okay. In your head, I want you to spell this to yourself one time. Don't say anything out loud, just in your mind. Okay. She's spelling in her mind. That's like <laughs> Good. <laughs> Trying to watch. Trying, She's to, trying to concentrate. I'm sorry. I've got to describe this for the people. Well, I was trying to watch as Robin was spelling. A lot of people sort of nod along as they spell. I think you distract. I lost track around five. I, or I six. did too. So. Yeah, I lost track around five or six letters. Was it actually longer than that? Yes. Yeah. In your head, just go back to the first letter only. We'll okay. start there. <laughs> okay. That's not just, how it Tell works. me just the first letter so I know if I'm on track. Nothing more. S. Yeah, and then in your head, see the next couple of letters? Don't say you just go through it in your mind. He's writing now on a tablet. Okay. And cannot be distracted. So think about this. From a magazine, Robin, you turn to a random article. To be fair, it wasn't the same article over and over again. There were dozens of articles. Yes, it was. There were hundreds of paragraphs. Yes. Thousands of words. Correct. You didn't say the word out loud. No, I did not. You didn't write it down. No. I didn't come up to you before the show and tell you what to say. No. For the first time... Robin, what was the word that you thought of? Say it out loud. Sportsmanship. No. There it is. Sportsmanship. Where's the sportsmanship? It's right there. It wasn't even the article that I wanted, and Tony forced me to like do something that I, I like, forced you to do. What did I force you to do? You're like, I, I was looking for something that spoke to me, and then it was something about CEOs. And I'm like, well, crap. And then that was the CEOs too easy. Well, the other word that was on there was only four letters, which I wanted to say was dodo. Dodo. Yeah. No, he said make it a longer I word. I know. So then the next one that I saw was sportsmanship. Well, it's still impressive that he got it, isn't That's it? Amazing. That's incredible. It's am I, I'm so flummoxed. Thanks. Flummox. Thanks. Flummox. Yeah. There's another word. That's a good word. That's a good word. Flummox. Would you have gotten flummox if that was the word? Uh, yes, I would have okay. gotten flummox. I'll That's pretty amazing. That. I don't, I don't, That's awesome. Again, this, this, this isn't magic. That's the thing. This is not magic. A magic trick is like pulling the thing out of your eye, right? That's magic. That's not a trick either, per se. It's, it's a real thing. It re I mean, you're sitting right here. It really came out of my eye. My eye is but would really you consider bloodshot that, That's right not now. being a mentalist. That's, that's... No, that's a stunt. That's sort okay. of more of a physical, right. a okay. physical stunt. So but that's not I being do, a though... mentalist. That's not part of being right. a mentalist. That's in just... A, in a way, I consider... Everything that I do is based on things that I can learn, and I'm as curious about the body as I am about the mind, right? So for me, it's about sort of knowing what are the limits of the mind and body, how far can you push yourself, that kind of thing. So. But without doing things so dangerous that yeah. you're going to hurt yourself. Yeah. 
Well, uh, I'm still I do. Freaked out. I I'm do. Still, you know, uh, actually, if folks go, if they're not in the area, they can't come out to one of the shows. I actually post a new video every day on my YouTube channel, and I explore and experiment with these things in real time. And so I went to a workshop uh, about a year ago where I learned uh, some old vaudeville stunts. These are things like eating a light bulb and getting tied up and escaping. And so while that not, that's not mentalism, these are sort of things that fascinate me because they are based on sort of a control of your body and understanding of your body, and in many ways your mind because of the pain you might have to sort of go through or the hurdle you might have to try and do something like this. You kind of have to break past that barrier because someone could tell you how to do this, but it's another thing altogether like the light bulb. I could tell you how to eat a light bulb. I could explain to you a way to do it in which you would not get hurt and you would not die. And you could know the technique and you can watch me do it. But it's another thing altogether for you to take a piece of that glass and to place it in your mouth and to bite down, right? That's I hate you. Sort of the, yeah, it's, that's it. and that's it. you got to go against your body telling you, don't do this, don't do this, it's going to hurt you, or Robin telling you it's going to hurt you. And so Screaming. I'm fascinated by this physical stuff because uh, of those sort of mental barriers you often face. And I think it applies to life, too. Now, hypnotism uh -huh. is another thing that you do, yeah. which I find fascinating because there are some people that are susceptible to hypnotism and mm -hmm. others that aren't. And, or, or is it the hypnotist that's either good or bad? Yeah, it, it's, <laughs> it's neither. It's, um, we're all sort of susceptible to hypnosis. We experience hypnosis daily, uh, maybe not in the traditional sense that you think about it, where there's a guy on stage and someone dancing like a ballerina. Uh, but hypnosis is sort of this fully present state in which you take external suggestions at face value. So imagine yourself watching a movie. You see a character on screen die very tragically, and you cry. You feel for this character, right? This isn't real. Why, why, are you re why are you showing a real sort of emotional reaction to something that if you sort of snapped out of it and said, wait a minute, what am I doing? This is silly. This is just a movie. And so you're accepting that. You're sort of uh, believing fully in this reality that you're watching. The same thing happens when you're driving home sometimes. You sort of space out, and the last mile just kind of went by, and you're like, how did I? You know, you're not distracted. You're not texting or anything, but you're just literally... You don't remember the last mile of the road. You're sort of on autopilot in a way. And so hypnosis serves, it's really about us being able to focus, and it's about our mind being able to create our reality. And so we're all capable of this. However, you know, whether or not you're susceptible in the sense that I could have you stand up on stage in front of a thousand strangers and put you under, that's something different altogether. And so for some people, it's about context, not about their gullibility or focus. So for instance, you might have had a really rough day. You might have had something happen recently that's on your mind. And so because of that, you might be distracted. You might not be fully focused. Or you might be too self-conscious about what other people might think to sort of let go and fully invest yourself in it. And so on any given day, someone may or may not be a good candidate. Uh, but we're example, all, yeah, we're all Luigi says that he wants to be hypnotized, but he's afraid to do it when any of us are around. Right. Because he's worried that example. we would make him take his clothes off or something. So for some people, the only... No, I'm not worried. I just... That you won't give them back. That's what I'm worried yeah. about. <laughs> For some people, the only time they could do that would probably be in like a therapist setting. So hypnotherapy, it's you, it's another person who hopefully has a license, <laughs> and you're one-on-one. -on -one. They generally record the session uh -huh. so you can see exactly what happened after the fact. And for a lot of people, that's the, the only environment in which they can be hypnotized. But don't a lot of people, like I, I see people getting hypnotized on television, things like that, they wake up from being hypnotized, and they don't even believe that they were hypnotized. Yeah, so just as I can plan a suggestion that says uh, you're a ballerina, you could equally plan a suggestion that says you won't remember ever being hypnotized, one, two, three, wide awake, and that sort of all erased. And so that's kind of fun, too. Yeah, it's a strange experience. Fun. You know, I used to think it's that fun. hypnosis yeah, was, good times. was <laughs> fake good times. for the longest time. And uh, I, I said, you know, I sort of wouldn't believe it until it happened to me. And so... Um, I asked uh, a friend of mine who's a hypnotist and a mentor to, to hypnotize me. And, uh, you know, I was sort of staring at him. I said, well, are you going to do it? And he said, well, what do you mean? We, we already did. You what? know, and I, and I couldn't believe that it already happened. And a friend of mine actually showed me a recording on their cell phone of oh. this is you and this is what you were doing. And it was almost like, you know that's you, and you but you, there's no way that it happened. Like, it must be yeah. but it's undeniably you, but you have no memory of it happening. That is so That's I, how I quit I just, smoking, you know. I yeah. quit smoking with hypnosis. Yeah. And I did it on a radio show, and the thought was, you know, you wouldn't be able to focus because there's people around, and it worked. I mean, you, yeah. you have to want to quit, too. Right. That's the other thing. It's, 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 it, you have to believe that the hypnosis is going to work absolutely. before you go into yeah, it. Yeah, if you don't want to quit smoking, and there's no suggestion in the world that's going to that's gonna overcome your desire to smoke, so... Yeah, it starts with, with that, obviously. 
Yeah, so uh, I definitely encourage people to come out to the show. We we dive into all of this live on stage. And it's Again, a 90 minute are, show, yep, right? Yeah, people are skeptical of us having something set up. You'll see your friends, your family on stage at random. I'll be telling them things about themselves they shouldn't know, picking thoughts out of their brain. Uh, we'll do some more of the physical stuff as well. And there's a bit of hypnosis in the show. Uh, it's definitely a, nothing uh, like. Well, I'm going. I'm going to the live show, Max. I'll let you. I'll, I will. Allow you to attempt to hypnotize me live. All right, I will. I will. I will do it live. And I right. will be going for that reason alone because I will be <laughs> I mean, no, 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 no. He's hypnotizing. This isn't like suggestion you. Sunday or anything no, no, no. like that. No, I am. I. I will stay out of any suggestions, but I will be videotaping it. All right, it's fine. That's now, fine. There's no. Vi- is there videotaping allowed at your show? At the show, uh, you know, I, if someone showed up with a tripod and a camera, I might object. <laughs> is it legally binding? You know, it, <laughs> I, I'm obviously like I love social media. I encourage people to take pictures at the show, you know, snippets and clips and things like that. I've seen people, you know, sitting with their cell phone on their knees trying to record my entire show. Um, you know, I'm a little sensitive to that, but at the end of the day, it, it doesn't really matter because it's about seeing it live. And that right. nothing, nothing will ever replace being in the crowd and, and feeling it. Yeah, no, I'm definitely going, and I will absolutely. When it's time for audience participation, I will raise my hand. I am and ready. You will to go. Be, what happens if he shot you down and says no, Luigi? Well, then I just somebody I he picks, then he picks somebody else. Okay. Now, we are giving away two tickets, correct? Yeah. yeah we have two it. tickets yep. to give away, and um, we will do that via live Twitter. Yeah. I think is the best way to do that since um, there's a lot of people out there that are listening not only now, but later when we post Yeah, we're, we're going we're gonna to run something on Twitter to give away for the tickets for Max. Absolutely. Let's Fantastic. do it. So the yeah. people who are here will have a chance, too. But the people listening on Mixler and listening on the podcast and any way that they get the podcast – whether it's on iTunes or YouTube or SoundCloud, SoundCloud, or the website TonyBrunoShow.com, Stitcher. There's everywhere. We're everywhere. The theater he's doing and it is really cool week, too. Next week, when we're in Houston, starting next week, we're going to be on Yahoo Sports Radio as well. Yeah, yes, yes. exactly. So we'll be in Houston for the final. Now we talked the last time. You're a sports fan, so you're a Washington. Now the Washington Capitals going to win the Stanley Cup because they had a pretty good year. Are you asking for a prediction? I'm asking for a prediction now. Official prediction? Ooh, Ooh yes. He does. Oh, what? They'll blow okay, in the that? playoffs. Live on they will. Oh. They will. They'll blow in the yes. playoffs. Now, I saw you did a couple of things folks. on a Washington radio station. <laughs> yeah. Where you went in there and actually predicted the final score. Of a big, was it the final four game? What was it? Okay, it, was, yeah. it was March Madness. I've done, a, I've done a lot of live uh, sports predictions. I did uh, a Thursday night football game. The Ravens Steelers delivered the envelope. They held on to it. He delivered the um, envelope yeah. before the game was played well, with the final score. Absolutely. We're springing this on you, I know. Yeah, but so if typically you could do I it. do weeks and weeks of research leading into these things. Uh, if you're asking me right now to make my Washington Capitals Stanley Cup prediction, I do that too, but I, I lose. I will say, sadly, <laughs> as much as I'm a Capitals fan, it, it ain't happening this year. Who's going to so, win the cup? Do you know? Uh, further research is required. Okay, okay. Yeah, so, yeah I mean, it's not like it's not like you're going to automatically know the final score, and if you don't get it right when somebody yeah, yeah. asks you on demand, that you know you're not doing. Do you know anything about Sam Bradford? <laughs> <laughs> but get, like but the final four, can you can you do anything there? Everyone's well, bracket is ruined this year. I mean, yeah, I yeah. This is like the because, one year like, I didn't do an NCAA prediction. If you could do a prediction, uh, we'll prediction. put it in the money, the, the money thing that's under lock and key. I think uh, I'm going to be up here for the next three months. I think I come back on the show. Okay. I think I arrive, having done my homework, because I really want to do this properly, I arrive with a prediction. You guys keep it under lock and key. And uh, maybe I'll even let you choose the event. Okay. So Super Bowl, we'll man. Like the How about the dates. Super Bowl? The you know, Super Bowl's a year away. Yeah, that's yeah. too long away. We'll let you look at sort of what's happening around the show, and you decide. Like the, you would, know, it would have to be a sporting next. event, like like the Masters is coming up in, in May, or the yeah. Kentucky Derby. Yeah. Would it be it that? It doesn't have to be Ooh. sports. It could be politics. It could be anything. The so. Derby's a good one. The fact, Derby if, would if you can get me the Superfecta, that would be awesome. I hit the Superfecta last year. I hit the Superfecta last year. Here's the problem, is that he puts it under lock and key without anybody being able to see it. I have the keys. No, 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 until after it's over. Yeah, there's no way the envelope can be in Manipulated, no. right? We yeah, I mean, it, it'll be in your possession. Yeah, Absolutely. We'll so I'll make some... that promise right now okay. on air as I will come back. The next time I see you guys, you have me on again. I will bring, I will say the boldest prediction that I've ever made I will do on this show. And, uh, yeah, we'll see, how, wow. we'll see how it goes. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Will I be able to, like, open it Bet with, off like, of a steam? It? Yeah. <laughs> Can I steam the envelope open, <laughs> look at the results, uh, and then seal it again, yeah. and then put it away? Yeah, the last and then there are ways, Tony, there are ways to go about this. Thing. We can get that thing open. Figure this out. That's like some Breaking Bad stuff. Yeah, yeah I can like steam it open, 
I can make it get to stay two envelopes, you right? Could do as that. long as I'm yes. putting the same score back in the envelope, you, you could right? Do that. Why yes, wouldn't I take advantage of that now, advanced knowledge? Yeah, yeah. Right? You now, now Max is uh, even if he doesn't nail it, he's going to get the point spread. Maybe I'll right? the envelope too. <laughs> yeah. We don't need to be right. We need to be right within a certain amount of points. Exactly. That's I just want to cover. I don't need to win the game. Like I don't have to nail the damn score straight up. Oh. You know what I mean? A lot of people. A lot of people ask uh, too, Max. Is is the show kid friendly? Yeah, you know, yes, it's kid friendly is the short answer. It's not a kids show, right? Uh, it's not a magic show. Um, it's it's an adult show in the sense that the theme and the pace of it, it gets a little dark in the second half. Um, some of the physical stuff I do is a little bit dangerous. Um, but we say thirteen and up is, okay. is what I recommend. But honestly, if you have an eight or nine year old kid and they're really into magic, that kind of thing, uh, they would enjoy the show. So there's nothing inappropriate in it. It's just that they have to be able Not to like sit here. through. Yeah, they have to be able to sit through a 90-minute show. That's uh, you don't talk about fairies. So. <laughs> no. Now you no knew what a fairy was before tonight, right? Uh, I plead the fifth. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's nothing wrong with acknowledging <laughs> that you know there existed. Yeah, no, I'd heard of I know. Uh, I got a fairy no, update. I never if you, fairy yeah, was. I, I, you I will, have I will the CSI weigh in episode. and say that a manatee does not have fur. I don't know if that. Right, wait, we have an update. Luigi has a. Uh, yeah, I've, been doing, I've been doing extensive furry research. Okay. Uh, <laughs> apparently, the attributes include exhibiting human intelligence and facial expressions, the ability to speak, walk on two legs, and wear clothes. That's what a furry is. That's what a furry right. is. So then, a manatee and a fish cannot do that. Nope. What about a lot? What about the crustaceans? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to be a lobster? You be a lobster. Well, there they, might be some crabs at the furry convention. I mean, they have the ability to walk. Uh, Tony, I mean, who wants yeah. to bang a sea urchin? <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, well, you never know. Hey, Sebastian was like quite a handsome little dude. He was. Oh, I'll man. agree with Robin on that one. Yeah, he was a lobster, right? Wasn't Sebastian the lobster? I think he was a crab. No, he was a crab. Oh, it's a crab. That's right. Yeah. Ridiculous bad knowledge right there. Man. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> anyway, times I saw that movie with my okay, daughter. Okay, here's so I'm on the furry Wikipedia page. Fur suits range in price from five hundred for mascot like designs. On the low end. To an yes. Yeah. To an upwards of ten thousand dollars for models incorporating yeah, animatronics. I, I'm quitting the Philadelphia sports media. Holy I'm cow! Out. I'm telling. This isn't just some guy who goes rents huh? a raggy suit and goes sell. out to a party. Yeah. These people are serious. This isn't some like crappy rental uniform, you know. No, 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 like, no. Some, Dude, they race. like you'll see some real bad Easter Bunny rentals out there, you know, this coming weekend for Easter. <laughs> These people are like legit. I know. They I mean, race crazy, but they're legit. They raised four hundred and seventy thousand dollars at the last convention. For what? I don't know, for whatever the furry people do. I don't know. <laughs> so, okay. so here's the role playing. So, furry activities. Anthropomorphic animal characters created by furry fans are known as fursonas. Fursona. Is that a Verso- oh, okay. oh, so you have your own fursona. Fursona. Yeah. Well, and they're used for role playing. I don't know what I'd be. Um, Why are we discussing this with Max Major? <laughs> I don't know. It's interesting. I'm fascinated. It is. It's fascinating. By human behavior. So this is, well, this is unusual yeah. human behavior. I, actually, Robin saw it on an episode of CSI. They did a show about like a murder at a yeah, furry somebody, convention. Like, uh, there was a murder. At a, and I thought for sure that it was fake. I'm like, there's episode. This, what a real what? thing. And then I did some research. And you know you're running thing. out of topics with all these crime shows on TV. When you have to start doing furry murders. Yeah, exactly. Because right? there's not enough real murders oh, wait, wait, every wait, day. Wait, wait, wait. This is hysterical. Oh, sorry, not hysterical because I have to, you, I have to be respectful yeah, to, to somebody. Anybody that's a furry out there, I'm not making fun of you. Really, I am. I'm not. <laughs> what? Role playing also takes place offline with petting, hugging, and scritching. Scritching? Which is light scratching mm. and grooming, which is common between friends at social gatherings. I do that with my cats every night. <laughs> exactly. I don't groom them. They groom me, yeah. and then I watch them groom each other. <laughs> would, I, would I be a furry then, like a furry leader? You, <laughs> pack leader. I'd be like wow. the pack, pack yeah, leader. leader of the pack. Yeah. The, largest, the largest furry convention, which, as you said, was held, is held in, um, held in Pittsburgh every year in June. Oh, it's coming up. we got to do a we live remote there. we got to go. It's estimated to have generated $3 million dollars to the Pittsburgh economy since 2008. Well, wow, they spent Wait, well, we too. should get the rid of the DNC and bring the, and yeah, bring really, the furry really. convention here. Wow. we got to go up there. I would definitely do, we, do, do we have to I'm go in. up there? We I'm have in. to go up there. Right. Yes, we do. Whatever. Yeah, wouldn't that be great to do yeah, a show for the furry convention? You need to identify your spirit animal first. Yeah. Exactly. Right. You, you have to go I, Yeah, I, Tony, I, if you go up there like dressed like a lobster, you're not getting laid, man. I'll tell you that right now. I'm Clamux because now I can't be a manatee. Wow. See, I told you. I was right about you have to be a furry animal. have legs, yeah. Exactly. I don't think it... I do not think it actually says here that you have to have fur on your fur. I guess I'll be a squirrel. It said you have to have two legs. I'm going as a honey badger. 
But you know the what? honey badger. Yeah. That's honey what I'm going. Honey badger don't care about nothing. He's gonna eat anything that moves. Only you get hurt against the Philadelphia Eagles. Damn right. He got hurt in a stupid game that didn't matter to him, and it probably cost him a chance to win a Super Bowl. Who, that the, injury. The honey badger? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Tyron Matha. Yeah, that, that was a major injury because you look what happened to Arizona in the playoffs after God, that. He had they really some, missed he him. He had the legs. Oh, I know. Anyway, there's your furry update. Thanks, Luigi. We've talked more on this show about furries than probably any other show in the history of furry. Yeah, it was also the best intro I ever had, you know, speaking of furry. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just, that was a bad transition. <laughs> no, but I said you have Should I forget to, to shave? What is the... Yeah. No, no, yeah. no, not at I, all. I'm just learning so much today. Mentalist furries. Yeah. Well, well there's a the show called The Mentalist on Steve Robin watches it, the British dude, right? Yeah. Is that still on? Is that the same thing? Is that In like a way, thing? yeah. It's, it's based off of uh, what a mentalist does. Mm. Obviously, it's a TV show, so they take a little poetic license. Um, but his character is all about observation, and he right. knows when people's heartbeats are elevated and that kind of stuff. Uh, but they obviously, it's a TV show. They can go a little further. But he, his, his abilities are yeah. similar to what you and, do. Yeah, so. they're based on a well, mentalist. Character... It's not a term that was invented for that show. It's, right. It right. existed prior to that show. That show brought a lot of exposure to the term. People had now, Creskin was technically kind of... a mentalist. Creskin yes. was a mentalist. The amazing Creskin. Yeah, yeah, James Randi Isn't he, like, supposed to be in Philly here coming up Creskin? this month, maybe? He's still performing. Yeah, yeah. he is. Yeah. I think we had him on the show. We didn't have him physically on the show. We had him on the have phone. Have you ever met him? I have not. If have you not. ever get a chance to meet him, that man, I, I think it's partly because of who he is and what he does. Uh-huh. But there's just something that makes him feel like he's your long-lost uncle. Right. He's just the most amazing... Ama- that's, well, that's why he's the Amazing Creskin. He's not going to call himself the Amazing Creskin if he's I not amazing. He's going to call himself the OK Creskin. He's a so-so. The so-so. He's all right, Creskin. But no, seriously, I talked to him like maybe twice before the show. The damn good Creskin, you know? And yeah. I felt like I like he he knew me my entire yeah. life. Plus, and... he's Sicilian. I didn't even know that. Until he's actually got he's got two, but it's in California in in, oh, um, in April. Oh, okay. okay. And he canceled both of them. He did. Oh, yeah. Oh, I hope he's okay. But he's uh, he's a mentalist, and I, he's been a mentalist forever. And and yeah. the amazing Randy. And so I can't believe once again, Natalie, you had not heard of the term the mentalist before tonight. No, not even really. the TV show. Mentalism. Yeah. You never saw the TV show The Mentalist? I don't watch much TV. Yeah, me neither. I watch the Science Channel. Surprisingly, a lot of people don't know the term. Like when I'm I, at an event or I'm performing mm-hmm. and I say I'm a mentalist, people, well, what's that? You know, and so you know, you can sort of say it's like a magician. I think it, of you know. I, I I would think of like that David Blaine type of stuff, but like I you know. But he's more of a magician than right, a mentalist. Right, right. He's yeah. strictly a street magician. I never heard like sleight of hand. He's like really he's, he does sleight of hand con really well, right? Yeah, magic con relies <laughs> on sort of optical illusions, sleight of hand, misdirection, sort of classic right. magic. Um, there's but a, you incorporate some of that too. Like, right. Yeah, and so I started out as a magician. I mean, when I was 10 or 11 years old, I started performing magic first. Uh, it wasn't until I was around 18 that I actually started to dive more into the mental side of things. Uh, my dad was hypnotized to quit smoking as well, like sort of similar to your story. And I was always fascinated by that because I thought like he just tried everything and then he left one day and he came back he never smoked again, never, des- never had a desire to smoke mm-hmm. again. He didn't have to fight it. And he had tried everything prior to that. And so I thought that that was real magic. You know, like, what was I doing bothering with card tricks? If this thing, hypnosis, was a real thing, then I should probably learn that. Um, but my background as a magician taught me a lot about, you know, as a magician, you learn a lot about psychology just from performing. So you learn about attention and where are people looking and how do you control attention. And you learn a bit of psychology sort of organically. So that was sort of my foundation uh, as I dove into mentalism. I had this background as a magician. So I, I definitely blend um, a lot of different fields, not just magic. You really need to teach the class on how to, how to like, subconsciously do you plan? Uh, you know, I have, a, I have a great... You have to focus first. The, the biggest problem I think people have is they don't pay attention. Yeah. So you have to pay yeah. attention before you can do any of this stuff, right? Well, you suck. A, a... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. There's a great keynote of mine online. Um, it's called Tricks of the Trade, and it's about an hour long. It's where I break down 
um, sort of the two central things I do, which is reading people and suggesting ideas in a very practical way. So it's like how to take what I do as a mentalist and apply it to your real life. People can check that out on my YouTube channel as well. I am watching um, that one. But yeah, the first half of it is all about how to read people. So in business, in relationships, um, and it really starts with observation, paying attention. I mean, how many times are you in a conversation with someone or you're at dinner and they're sort of half in their phone, half listening to you, half looking out the window? And so you can learn so much just by paying attention. You start to pick up on these things. That's really the tenet of, of all body language books. Well, any, the very first thing is like, pay attention. Any, any good down. car player will tell you that when you're sitting around a table, you're, you're constantly just collecting information. Oh, yeah. You're reading body language. You're reading interpretations. You're reading face manipulations. You're, you're, getting, you're just getting information from someone. Yeah, and when you're not in the hand, you're actually paying more attention. Exactly. That's a when you're really times. paying attention. Where a lot of players, if they're not in the hand, if they fold, they just go into their phone or do something else yep. to pass the time. But that's when you should be paying the most attention because right. you have a front row seat for, for everything so that's happening. So do you happening. gamble? I do. And you, are yeah. you really good at it? I'm Probably. Pretty good. What do you think? <laughs> what do you think's fun in this whole operation? Yeah, yeah. I'm, so I'm, you're not a card no. counter then, right? No, but now have you been kicked out anywhere because you're too good? No. Well, in poker, they, that's not something that happens because it's actually you know part of the game is reading people, so right. it's encouraged. Right. Um, you wouldn't want to do sleight of hand or something at the table. That would be awkward. Um, <laughs> and, probably, and probably lethal at one point. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's that funny. I've like be been at a card table, and a lot of these card tables are pretty friendly and cordial, and you hang out with these guys for hours, you know, maybe multiple days in a row if you're at a casino. And you start talking, and you make small talk, and someone says, what do you do? And you say magician, and it suddenly gets, like, very awkward at the table. It's like, yeah, it's like, oh, I'll do a trick. It's like, I don't think that's a good idea right now with right. all these cameras. And, yeah, last thing I want to do is start doing sleight of hand right yeah. now. So. And like you pull out four aces every once in a while. You yeah, know, then yeah. they get super. Un- you're kind of if you are. Like you really can't a have a great hand without no. anybody questioning. He cheated. You. Yeah. He cheated. You can't. You can't win because it's like if you don't win, you're a terrible mentalist. <laughs> and if you do win, then you're cheating. So it's like you don't. At least so you don't play tell anybody. Friends. So you just, you just don't, go ahead and play. Don't talk about it. Exactly. Yeah. I'm a fireman. Entertainer. <laughs> oh, exactly. he's a male stripper. I don't know. Well, you can follow him on Twitter at it's Max Major. All one word. It's Max Major, M-A-X-M-A-J-O-R, maxmajor.net, at the Franklin, which is the Franklin Institute site. To get tickets, you go to the Franklin Institute site. Yeah. Because it's a long Twitter hand. It's a long email yeah. address, right? Yeah, or if right? you just go to maxmajor.net, that you can click right through to the Franklin website. Which is website, much easier. Because that's way that's easier than easy. navigating through their site. So. You're really an and, amazing guy. And man. we will be giving the tickets away on Twitter um, tomorrow after the show is posted online. Okay. So then we're going to pick a winner out tomorrow? Correct. So who do we follow on Twitter? Me? Yes. At Tony Bruno Show? At Tony Bruno Got to be following Tony. At Miss Robin Austin. And you can follow at It's Max Major, too. Yeah. But he's not going to give you free tickets, though. Unless he does his own contest, which he does a lot. to you, and then you give them to them. Exactly. Exactly. Beautiful. Yeah, we hump these things, not him. Yeah. Max, great to see you again, man. Thanks for coming by. Hey, it was fun. Amazing. You're an amazingly talented guy. Big prediction and next I'm time. I'm dressed as a furry. Yay! And you will come dressed. <laughs> It'll be our furry appreciation night. How's that? That's, right. I, I like it. Please. Yes. yes. We'll do it in Pittsburgh, though. <laughs> yes. we'll Maybe July. We're wearing furries. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. When it's like 80 degrees. It'll just be like last infinity. week in here. Yeah. That's right. Inside well, we real humid. We have to fit in. Let's wait till it's really hot and humid so we're in a furry costume like the Philly Fanatic and really feel. Yeah, he's a furry. <laughs> he is a furry. He, he is, is a furry. And he's, uh, well, he doesn't know. What does he identify as, though, as an animal? He's from the Galapagos Islands. He identifies as somebody who's very wealthy because he's the best in the business. That's what he identifies. I like the song choice, by the way. You like the song? Yeah, Buffalo Bill. That's right. I don't know what you're trying to say. We're actually going to go to a break really, really quick here before we come back with um, the following and then another guest on the phone. Exactly. So Max Major, ladies and gentlemen, go see him at the Franklin Institute. Let's hear it for Max Major, mentalist extraordinaire. And you can watch his YouTube videos every day. He's an amazing, amazing guy. I make a prediction. You will have a Las Vegas show sometime. How do you know he wants a Las Vegas show? I do. Okay, good. So I got paid. connections I'm out in. there. I, I got connections. It. That's my prediction. I have the mental uh, people out there. I'm, I'm that, uh, seeing it. I know it. Beautiful. Thanks, Max. Thank you, guys. We're coming right back. We're going to take a break, and then in the next hour, we'll do our Florida update. Somebody may win $600. 600 plus. Plus $600 cash tonight. Right here live. It's Comedy Sports Philadelphia. It's Tony Bruno Show. Live. We'll be right back. In a world of one million wrestling podcasts, there is a new shining star with great interviews, analysis, music, and, and me, Matt Coon, on total engagement. Go to any podcast platform to listen today. 
At Kohl's Friends and Family Sale, the back-to-school savings add up with an extra 20% off. Save on Skechers for the family, girls' stretch jeggings just $12, and save on an Instant Pot and luggage. Plus, take an extra 10% off home. Plus, everyone gets Kohl's cash. Plus, free Amazon returns now at all Kohl's stores. This weekend at Kohl's. Offers valid July 25th through 28th. 20% with promo code SHOPFAMILY. 10% off home with promo code HOMEDEAL10. Some exclusions apply. See store or kohls.com for details.